down to Y Foodie Edge facing back right on. The only podcast taking you under the helmet. Expert analysis breaking down the quarterback play in the NFL each weekend. Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Let's give them something to cheer for now. This is Inside the Pocket with your host, Greg McElroy. Welcome to the Inside the Pocket quarterback spotlight. And this week, we will go to the incomparable Drew Brees. After weeks of a lot of fair criticism, Drew Brees finally back in the good graces of the NFL community. There was a lot of rumblings about his check downs or his unwillingness to cut it loose. But I'll tell you what, and I know it was against the Detroit Lions and the Detroit Lions have what we would call to be a, I guess, a struggling defensive group is a fair way of assessing their performance. But in fairness, Breeze did do some things in the game on Sunday that we hadn't seen from him for a while. I mean, we, we really hadn't. Uh, he threw the ball accurately and was unafraid to challenge coverage. He threw guys open. He tried to push the ball down the field. I thought they had a really nice plan. So I think we need to give a little credit where credit is due because Drew Brees, it might not be fair to say he's, quote, back, but it might be fair on top of it all to say that he is certainly trending in the right direction. He completed 19 of 25 passes, did have a pick, but that was off a batted pass on the first offensive snap from scrimmage for New Orleans. But I'm going to take you to the first real snap after the interception, and that's with 10 minutes and 23 seconds remaining in the first quarter. And I thought this was a really nice design. It was a very simple play. It's what we call a get-back-on-track play. Look, your quarterback's been under fire. Hasn't had his best stuff at any point this season. Just threw a pick on the first snap from scrimmage. So what do you want to do? You want to get him feeling comfortable. Get him into the game plan. So what do you do? You get him moving. Give him options. But in this particular case, they fake a run to the left, and they get Drew Brees out of the pocket, throwing towards his throwing arm, throwing to his right, throwing to his right. That's a pretty easy throw for most NFL quarterbacks. But what's encouraging is when you look at the design of the play, there is a player that's cruising over the top, and that's Callaway. He's at about 15 yards. But underneath, if you look about two, three yards from the line of scrimmage, there's also another receiver. What does Drew Brees out to do? He takes the deeper of the two options. It would have, I think, in the first three weeks, been unlikely that he takes that throw. I think if you look at his play in the first three weeks, he's probably going to throw it underneath into the flats just to get back on track after the early interception. But here he challenges the coverage. The coverage isn't horrible. And what does he do? He throws it right to Callaway. He actually holds Callaway up a little bit. It's almost like a pseudo back shoulder. It was, I think, a really strong throw to get Drew Brees back feeling good about the plan after the early interceptions. That was an early indicator, his first two throws from scrimmage. Well, the first one couldn't have gone much worse, tip pass intercepted. Second throw couldn't have gone much better. A relatively decent covered over route on the naked, and he throws a little hesitation over, holds him up, avoids the contact to Callaway, and we're off and running into the game plan 
for the New Orleans Saints, who at this point, by the way, are trailing 14 nothing in the blink of an eye. Let's move forward next to the first quarter, six minutes and 35 seconds remaining. This is Drew Brees and all of his greatness, all bottled up in one throw. This is what he does. He does it all the time, or at least he did do it all the time. The coverage here is quite good. All things considered, the coverage is quite good. You have a post-high safety, man coverage underneath, one-on-ones at almost every spot. So what does he opt to do? He decides to look in the direction of Emmanuel Sanders, who's occupying the role known as the X receiver. Or in this particular case, the Z receiver, depending on where their passing strength is. But since it's not really all that important, he sees that it's press coverage one-on-one working against the defender. Post-high safety, way back in the middle of the field. First three steps, his eyes are right on that post safety. Right on that post safety. He's playing really, really deep. As Breeze is about to release the football, the post safety is all the way at the 15-yard line. So way, way, way deep. So what do you do? Check the phase of the corner against the wide receiver. And when he sees that the corner's back is trying to basically run with the wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders in this particular spot. When he sees that the corner is trying to run to stay over the top to avoid allowing the big play over the top, Breeze throws a perfect back shoulder fade. I mean, really beautifully executed, really perfectly done. And this is who Breeze has always been. I don't care about the coverage. I'm going to throw it to where my guy can catch it, and I will hold him up, or I will make him jump, or I'll throw it high. I'll adjust the ball based on where the coverage is. And it won't really matter where the coverage is because I'm going to put it in the perfect place where only my guy can get it. So that was the second throw that I wanted to document. Thought it was a really beautiful throw. Really nice from Breeze as he's really into the flow of the game at this point and is clearly feeling quite good about what they're doing on offense. Never, by the way, at any point, In the first few games, did I feel like he was really attempting these throws with the same level of conviction? Clearly, there was an emphasis this week in trying to drive the ball down the field and allowing Drew Brees to take advantage of one-on-one coverage. I want to go next to the second quarter. 12 minutes and one second remaining in the second quarter. It's fourth down and four at Detroit's 43-yard line. I love this play. Absolutely love this play because it highlights not just Drew Brees' recognition and accuracy, but the versatility that Alvin Kamara can provide you in the passing game and why I think the next generation of running backs, they're all going to be equally good at wide receiver as they are running between the tackles. That's at least that's my dream. That's my dream for, for football in the 2020s and beyond. When you look at this play, it's so beautifully done. It's one-on-one coverage and Drew Brees recognizes it immediately. They start the formation in a pro alignment with Alvin Kamara on the right and then a fullback on the left. Well, they take Alvin Kamara and they motion him out of the backfield. Immediately, you can tell just by the mannerisms of the defensive backs, it's man coverage. Look at the eyes of the defensive backs. They're all looking directly at the wide receiver. They all have slight outside leverage, which means they're trying to funnel everything into that free safety in the middle of the field. Plus, it's fourth and four. So you could, in theory, run the football. Highly unlikely, especially with Drew Brees, that quarterback, but highly unlikely, but still very much possible with this down and distance. He has a beautiful design, just a beautiful design. The two outside receivers run in-breaking routes, trying to create a little bit of a mesh 
to the two outside receivers to the right. They try to run little slant routes, little inside breaking routes to try to create a little extra separation, which gives Alvin Kamara the entire field from the bottom of the numbers to the sideline. That's Alvin Kamara's world to work. And he's working against the third or fourth best defensive back in the backfield. And in one-on-one coverage, that is always going to be advantage offense. When you see man backs and tight ends, that is always going to be the play. And I absolutely love this throw from Drew Brees. I told you from the bottom of the numbers to the sideline, right? Well, look at where this throw lands. It's quite literally between the bottom of the numbers and the sideline. When you give a great athlete this much space and this much momentum up the field on a fourth and four, you know it's your kind of day. I mean, absolutely perfectly dropping it in there. And it leads to a huge explosive play. Just awesome. Absolutely awesome throw by Drew Brees and a beautiful catch too by Alvin Kamara, who's just so effortless when he becomes a receiver coming out of the backfield or when he splits out at wide receiver. All right, we're going to next go to third and one. There it is, the second quarter with seven minutes and four seconds left. This is the Drew Brees I grew up with. Like This is the guy I grew up watching. This is just complete disregard for coverage. I don't care. It's third and one, complete disregard for coverage. I'm going to fit it in there anyways. If you look at this play, and very aggressive play, by the way, on third and one, he has Emmanuel Sanders off heavy play action. It is third and one after all. Heavy play action. Detroit actually does a pretty good job of covering it. The linebackers get out underneath it. The corner tries to rally inside and make a play on the football. He's just the littlest bit late, though, and can't quite get there. So off heavy play action, you have Emmanuel Sanders on a deep corner route. And Drew Brees says, I don't care it's covered. I don't care if there's three Detroit Lions around him in a triangle around Sanders as he reels in this football. I'm throwing it in there. I can make that work. I can fit that pass. Well, he does a beautiful job layering it underneath the underneath defender. He does a great job of holding up Emmanuel Sanders inside just ever so slightly so he doesn't get blown up by the corner. And then he throws it underneath the safety so the safety can't get there either. This is three defenders in the area, and it still doesn't matter because a great throw beats great coverage every single time. And this is who Drew Brees is. This is who he needs to be if they are going to win the Super Bowl. And that's obviously the only reason why he came back. I love that throw. Gosh, I love that throw. It made me feel like Drew Brees is 32 again and carving up the league like he did for so many years. I want to next go to 50 seconds remaining in the second quarter, trying to put a bow on what was a pretty dang good first half for Drew Brees. I love this throw. I was he a little bit late? Maybe if you're going to nitpick just a touch, they have a little bit of action. They get motion across the ball, showing that man coverage. No problem. They go play action. Could abort the fake on the play action, knowing it's man coverage, but why not? See if you can't grab the underneath defenders. No problem whatsoever. 50 seconds left. He's got Smith, who's a speedster crossing the field, and he knows it, and he is trying to set an angle, Smith is, to the back pylon. The back pylon. That's the angle he's trying to set with this route. Cross the field, basically at a 45 degree angle from where he started on the snap to where he's running in the back pylon of the end zone. But what does Drew Brees do? He could easily throw him upfield, throw him to that back pylon, allow him to run under it. Perhaps, yeah. Or he could throw him away from the defender, bring him a little bit back towards him just ever so slightly, bend him towards the near pylon to create just a little bit more separation. 
And that's exactly what he opts to do. Off play action. He sees that he's got speed. He sees he's got leverage. He's got some space. He bends Smith to that front pylon to create a little extra leverage. And as a result, it is absolutely beautiful as he lights it up for the second touchdown of the game. Really, really nice throw there from Drew Brees to Smith on the over route and adjusting the coverage, adjusting the throw based on where the coverage was at. And finally, to put a bow on what was a really nice day in which Drew Brees characterized, or Alvin Kamara characterized in favor of Drew Brees, he's back. It's nice to have him back, etc. I would agree with that. But this throw is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Three minutes and 25 seconds left. It's third and five. New Orleans is at their own 27. And at this point, you really look at it, I mean, Detroit is very much within striking distance. So this is kind of a gotta-have-it situation if you're New Orleans, if you're trying to put a bow on it. Detroit has called timeout. They could very easily get off the field right here. And I love, I love so much that Sean Payton said, you know what? No, we're going to win it with our Hall of Fame quarterback right here. They could easily have punted it, given it back to Matt Stafford and company. But I don't blame them for trying to keep their offense on the field and see if they can't run it out with their offense on the field. Just a standard drop back, nothing to it. Uh, over route from Drew Brees and really beautifully done. You see the layering. You see the, as he drops back, there's a defender. He ends up throwing the ball to Smith, but the defender is kind of in no man's land. You have two guys crossing the defense from right to left. You have one guy that's about five yards deep at the sticks. Then you have a guy over the top. Now, a lot of young quarterbacks would say, well, I only need five yards to put the game on ice. I'm going to look at that underneath the receiver working from right to left. That's where I'm going with the football. Well, the defender clearly knows that. So he knows where the sticks are, and he runs up to try to take away that underneath crossing route. Well, what does Drew Brees know? He sees that that Detroit Lions defender is chasing towards the sticks, so he throws it over the top, and he hits Traquan Smith in stride, a perfect throw, to put the game on ice. And he took advantage of the defense's aggressiveness. And by the way, as the defender was jumping the flat, the way he layered that ball over the top, I mean, if you look at it, the defender, Walker, really could have easily gotten a hand on the football. Very, very easily gotten a hand on the football because he did a pretty good job of positioning himself to play the deeper of the two, but more than anything, come up, rally towards the tackle on the underneath throw. He did a pretty good job of manipulating the quarterback, but Drew Brees will, would not be manipulated in this particular spot. He drops it over the top, layers it perfectly, puts the game on ice, and moves the New Orleans Saints into a 2-2 two and two spot. Just excellent, excellent performance from Drew Brees in the midst of criticism. Now, it hasn't been perfect, but hey, 2-2 two and two is a pretty good spot to be knowing you have some things in the future that you're going to need to take advantage of. It doesn't get much easier. You got the Chargers and the Panthers, and then you had the Bears and the Bucks. But I'm telling you, I thought the performance on Sunday was the breeze that we know and loved. Hopefully, he can replicate it in the weeks to come. For all of us here at Inside the Pocket, we appreciate you being with us for our quarterback spotlight. For Andrew Emmer, I'm Greg McElroy. Thanks so much for downloading, rating. Please submit some feedback if there's any way you think we can improve. And remember, you can download Inside the Pocket wherever it is you get your podcast and on the SiriusXM app. We'll talk to you next week, everybody.